Parenting is hard. Few of us feel up to the task. The world is shifting, quickly and dramatically. All of us feel the changes affecting our families. The stress and pressure can be intense. We are here to help sort the good and the bad, provide insight and bring hope. Welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting. We're so glad you stopped by. Welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting. I'm Melanie Medina, co-host with... Pastor Brad. I'm so glad to be here with you this morning. It's fun, and I'm hyper. I told you. You had too much coffee? I did. Yes. Way too much. Cracker Barrel and I hung out a lot this morning. Four cups at least. Did you eat food as well? I did, but a lot more coffee. Okay. Well, you know, that provides a little bit of energy for something exciting like this podcast. I can't make my knee stop moving. Is that bad? (laughs) Only it affects the sound (laughs) and... um, then our, our producer, Joey, will have to come down we'll on you for that. have a blood pressure check in the intermission. Uh, yeah. So I've been teasing you your uh, first season on the podcast. You're doing fantastic, by the way. Thank and you. That's why you introduced us and you're so poised and ready to roll. But in all seriousness, your perspective as a mom is valuable. It's essential. It's irreplaceable because I... Uh, have been with Robert for seven seasons and as, as witty as Robert is and an amazing synergy that we have as best friends, you're bringing a perspective to our audience that's badly needed. And thank you for the effort and the energy it takes to do that. It's really my honor. I'm really enjoying this. Um, and you're a lot of fun to do this with. So, um, I think that, that we make a good pair for this season. Good team. Good team. Mm. Well, uh, Enough accolades. I need to ask you a very important question. And, you know, we've been sort of helping you become better known to our audience with different questions about who you are, Red River Valley, where you live, fashion, bling, all that stuff that we've (laughs) talked about. So today's question is, if you could be an animal, which one would you choose? This is really interesting because I have an answer. You do? Yeah, I do. Um, I would be the giraffe. Really? Yes. I would love to know why. Well, I'm not very tall and I'd like to be tall. Okay. And the giraffe um, has a really important job in the savannah. I don't know if you know this. I did not. Please tell me. This was not rehearsed. It's so cool to me that I have an answer. Okay. So the giraffe, actually, its long neck is not just used for getting the most beautiful leaves off the tree when it's hungry. Its long neck actually allows it to be on the perimeter of the other animals and it can alert others to danger. Wow. Yes. Yes. You have thought about this. And no, we did not rehearse this. She had no idea the question was coming. No. That's impressive. In fact, Pastor Dwayne, many, many years ago, maybe 12 years ago, um, took me aside and told me, Melanie, you're like a giraffe. And I really didn't know what he meant. So he had to explain it. (laughs) And that's what he told me. That's a courageous thing for a pastor to tell someone. It is. Interestingly enough, um, my entire life from childhood, my favorite animal has always been the giraffe. Wow. So. Well, uh, giraffes are bright and sunny. They are. They bring light kind of wherever they are just because of their coloring. They're uplifting, hopeful creatures. Yes. And today we have one. Very bright, very hopeful, very optimistic young lady that we get to interview. Tell us about that lady. Oh, I'm so excited to welcome Miss Emma May Jenkins to our Brilliantly Brave Parenting Podcast. Welcome, Emma. Hi. Thank you for having me. 
Oh, we are just overjoyed that you can be with us. And um, you really are just in talking with you a couple of minutes before the podcast began. You are a ray of sunshine for sure. I bet you never hear wow. that. Do you? <laughs> Jesus does that to folks. <laughs> he does. He absolutely does. And um, when when we were uh, talking about having you on the show, I got really excited because you have been um, someone my two daughters have followed um, for a little while, and they're both in in some facet of ministry. And um, so I already knew what a ray of sunlight you are. They've shown me your Instagram. And um, anyway, so when we found out that you're going to be on the podcast, I got really excited. Wow, that's so encouraging because you never like being intentional. And like, as my mom, my mom always tells me always be willing and always be kind. And like, just to continue to be willing and kind in obedience to the Lord, you never know who he's using you to impact and draw to himself. So getting to talk with you and know that like the Lord has so in such a cool way, gotten to connect us just by willingness and kindness as we follow him. That just, that makes me smile so big. (laughs) Well, we want to talk with you a little bit about this really, really neat project that you have. Um, You've just published a book. You are a debuting author. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I bet you are. We have this this book um, in the studio and the picture of you on the cover of it, it's called Be Loved. The picture of you shows nothing but excitement. Don't you think so, Brad? I I do. In fact, I I was... Uh, I was reviewing this a few nights ago at the the home where I'm staying here in Nashville. And there's a couple teenage girls that, that live there and they saw your book in my hands and they like stole it. <laughs> they were so excited. They're like, you know, MMA. And I was like, no, but I'm going to meet her. And I mean, I was instant rock star. So, yeah, there there is a significant following of young women uh, that think you are. Very cool. So thank you for writing this book. Now, tell me a little bit. I know you have this enormous Instagram following. It's huge. Um, What was your reason for switching into the print world? Why did you decide to publish this book? Well, I think it's really sweet how our purpose is to love God and love people. Like, I think a lot of times we like we wrestle and wrestle and wrestle with what is my purpose? What is my purpose? What is my purpose? And it's actually quite simple. Our purpose is to glorify the Lord and to bless people, to love him and love people. But the platform on which we do that may look different. And the Lord, when I was in high school, really put it on my heart to use social media as a platform for my purpose, a platform to let his word be made known, um, to draw the hearts of people to himself. And as the Lord just continued to walk with me and I got to know him more and he continued to provide opportunities to love people. He put, it was truly because of the Lord. He put the dream on my heart. Hey, let's write a book. And, and so it has been the sweetest journey of simply this book is another platform at which people can know him more. And I'm just so excited to see how he's going to continue to continue to use it. Oh, well, I'm really glad that you decided to publish this book. Um, I'm looking at it. It's beautiful. First of all, it's mm-hmm. cover to cover, 
full color images of you, images of your experiences throughout high school. But also it's almost like a scrapbook to me, Emma. I'm looking at this like, um, what a cool thing for you to have done and it's preserved forever and you're sharing it like you said with that platform um i'm looking just right inside chapter one it, it says that you grew up in a christian home a home that loved the lord tell us a little bit about your parents and your home and and what what that was like um for you and then how that played into their support for you oh that's such a good question yes i grew up in a home that as for us in our house, we feared the Lord. And I'm so thankful, like just growing up, I don't remember a time in my life that I didn't love the Lord. And um, just growing up in an environment where the Lord was pursued, not to say our home was perfect, <laughs> far from it. We um, definitely had our roller coasters of seasons. Um, but truly in each season, the Lord and his faithfulness grew our family together as a team. And whenever it came time for these platforms to start growing, it was really, really sweet to see, um, my family just like we're walking through this together, celebrating in what God is doing together. Um, my mom and dad continuing to, love me and, um, speak truth into me. And something, this is an answer to the question, but kind of just a little nugget that I've just really admired about my parents. Um, when I was in high school, a lot of bullying online began due to my faith. And something that I love what my parents did is they did not shield me from experiencing the bullying. I think it's oh, very wow. easy as parents to say, oh no, like my child is being hurt. My child being laughed at. My child's being made fun of. I need to pull her from this situation so she no longer experiences it. Um, but my parents didn't do that. And I'm so glad because Jesus promises in John 15 that in this world, you will be hated because of me. He says in John 16, 33, that in this world, you will have trouble. Like it, it's promised, but he says, take heart for I've overcome. And so instead of shielding me from what Jesus promised would happen, my parents equipped me with, with truth and taught me how to put on the armor of God and how to walk that out because they knew that one day I would walk out of the house and no longer be within their walls. And so if I wasn't going to learn how to be equipped in truth now, I was going to have to learn one day. And I love that they did that because it really taught me how to stand firm in who God called me to be and see the situation before me from an eternal perspective, rather than making it about me or hiding from it. And so I'm just really, really thankful for my family and for the joy of getting to walk through this with them and honestly learn so much from them. Oh, wow. Wow. You are truly blessed. How, what, a, what a neat um, set of circumstances that, first of all, you're placed in. I, I did know about that bullying and um, it, it's neat that that's how they took you through it. They walked with you through it. They didn't just extract you from that situation. They allowed you to be in a place to grow. I know that as a mom um, of daughters um, that, golly, I'm thinking about how many times I just really wanted to pull my kids out of that too. But instead, it sounds like your parents insulated you with the word and continued to, to bring you to a place where you could grow in your confidence in who you are as God's daughter. That's just amazing. <laughs> I love them. Oh, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, this 
the spunk. There's a little spunky spark here. Um, You know, Emma, I'm listening to you and I've raised two daughters. Uh, I have grandkids now. I'm 50. I got married young, 28 years ago. Um, So I've I've experienced a little life and uh, I've seen sort of the toll that the culture can have on our faith, how it erodes some of our life away from us. You seem to be uh, really encouraging to high schoolers. And I, I know that parents are listening right now and they're wondering what is it they should be most concerned about during the high school years? Hmm. Wow. That is a very beautiful question. Um, I think something really something really sweet that okay i have a couple nuggets for you mr brad awesome okay so the first one is something that my dad did right before i went into high school and i remember my dad simply telling me that it was so important that i personally know jesus um And he explained to me how my faith could not be his faith. Because again, I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up in a home that loved Jesus, sought him first. And my dad simply said, Emma, when Jesus comes back, I'm not going to be standing there with you holding your hand. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be you and the Lord. And he's either going to say, well done, good and faithful servant, or depart from me for I never knew you. And then my dad walked out of my bedroom and let me be alone with the Lord. And that was when I really decided that I was going to pursue a personal relationship with Jesus. And so that's something that I just encourage in parents is to like, like to encourage your kids that their faith cannot be lived out through them. Um, that people, my parents walk alongside me, they encourage me, they challenge me and they sharpen me in my faith, but they cannot be my source of it. My dad told me that I had to, I had to personally know him. And that was something really sweet, like going into high school, like I, I knew Jesus (laughs) and as a parent to, to make sure that my faith was my own, that just meant the world to me. Um, Wow. That just, that just meant Mm. the world. Um, I think also the other little things are just, they're truly simple, but they're so powerful. And that is just, um, just being a truth speaker, like being like, like it says in Deuteronomy six, talk about the word when you walk alongside the road, when you, when you get up and when you lie down, like put it on the door frames of your houses and on your gates, like let it always be on your lips. Um, something my dad would do when we would wake up in the morning, my dad would say, okay, what's the verse of the day? And we would talk about the word. Like it would just be, it would be the center of our home. And that was, that was powerful. A theme that we had in our home growing up in high school was Psalm one. And my dad, like that, my dad made that our mod, our family motto and Psalm one, it says, blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the ways of the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But blessed is the man who delights in God's word day and night, for he will be like a tree that is planted by streams of water, yields his fruit in season. His leaves will never wither and everything that he does will prosper. And that was the motto of our home. Um, And my mom and dad not only spoke of that, but they lived it out. Um, And that was something just really, really encouraging that our one, I was encouraged in, to have my own faith in the Lord. And I was encouraged in truth because it was the center of our home. And I'm just so thankful. Wow. Oh, you know, that um, one of the things that um, 
that you you just said about that being the motto of your home. I think that's really that's really brilliant that you see that you saw that you were raised in that you experienced that and you took that on um, as your own, not just your families. I see, um, but. Also, Emma, I see that just in you, that that is also, that is part of the fiber and the character that you have now, that God's word is so your character. In um, your book, you talk a little bit about a unique perspective you had about prom. And I would love for you to share a little bit of that with our listeners. Um because I mean, prom season can be kind of, I mean, maybe you're too young to go. Maybe you don't have a date. Maybe you're not allowed to date. Maybe somebody else is going with who you wanted to go with, but none of that was even really on your mind um, when you were too young to go. Can you tell us a little bit about um, the experience you had with the older prom goers? Yes. So that was so, that was so much fun. Um, Just getting to be confident in who the Lord says that you are, it truly sets you free from a lot of status quos. <laughs> like the stat, like it just really does. And it just makes you laugh and joy. Like sometimes the status quo is okay. I have to make sure that I'm with this group or I have to make sure that this person asks me, or I have to make sure that I have a dress that looks just like this in order for me to be liked in order for me to be approved. And, and it's like, I'm just going to go deep for a little second. Like it says in Galatians 1.10, am I here for the approval of people? <laughs> no, indeed. I'm here for the Lord's approval. If I was here for the approval of people, I wouldn't be a servant of Christ. And that's like going in a very deep angle to that prom question. But truly just to get to the root of it, like I had to really ask myself, am I wanting these things because I genuinely want these things? Or am I wanting these things so that I can have the approval of someone else? And I never want, to do something out of fear of man. And so like that just brings freedom. Um, and so, yes, I, I never, I never had a date going to prom. I went with my sister, my senior year, and I just went with friends my junior year and, and it was a blast, but like, I don't say that say if you go with a date, then, <laughs> then it's wrong. Going with the date is so fun. Like I have a boyfriend right now and we go on, we go to formals all the time and it is, it is a ball, but but I was just encouraged in the truth that I never want to do something simply because it's the status quo. And that was just very, very freeing, you know? That's so great. Um, Before you were old enough to attend the prom, um, you wanted to be an encouragement um, to the prom goers, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Tell us what you did, because I think this is the coolest thing, how the Lord just shined through you in this. Oh, my goodness. That was truly one of my favorite days ever. So it was my sophomore year of high school. And you can only go to prom um, if you're a junior or a senior. And so um, I just had the idea of going to prom the places where I knew people would be taking prom pictures. And I just wanted to encourage, um, I wanted to encourage those girls that they were so beautiful because I remember when I went into high school, my dad told me the statement that I'll never forget. He said, Emma, 
nothing in a makeup bag could ever make you more beautiful than you already are because a beautiful heart makes a beautiful woman. And I'm not sure how much I could, how I could love you more than I do today. And that's that just that letter was really on my heart for all the girls going to prom. And so I, I came home from school and I was in a ball cap, a t-shirt and leggings. And I went to my mom and I was like, mom, do you want to go to all the picture places for prom with me? So we can just tell girls how pretty they are. (laughs) And she was like, and that's something I love about my mom. My mom has just been the biggest cheerleader. Like it, it was Christmas cards or if it was prom, like my mom knew that if God has put this on her heart, then I'm, I'm all for it. And so my mom got in the car because I couldn't drive. And she drove me to all the picture places. And like for hours, we just went around and told girls how beautiful they were and got to laugh with them and build them up and tell them just how wonderful they looked, tell the guys how handsome they were. And I mean, it was a blast. And it's crazy how refreshing it is to refresh other people. Like I left so energized. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening. I'm smiling and I feel the the joy bubbling out of you. And I can tell it's genuine. Um, It's really, really awesome to hear your perspective on high school. I'm going to go deep on you, okay? As a pastor and father of two grown daughters, I want to ask you about how you uh, see yourself when you are encouraging others uh, and you're being gracious to others. Did you ever find yourself struggling to extend the same grace back to yourself? I absolutely did. And that's, that's something that the Lord has really been teaching me, um, how the more I see myself, the way that he sees me, the more I can see others, the way that he sees others. Cause the Lord says to love others as, as you love yourself. And, um, I definitely think that that comes in line with a misunderstanding of grace and a misinterpretation of the voice of the Lord for it is by grace. We have been saved through faith. And this is not by our own work, so we can't boast, but it's a gift from God. Um, And just, I think that's been a big part of my story is learning how, learning that life is not a striving race to earn the love and attention and affirmation from God, but that my life is a response of gratitude and obedience because I have received the gift of his love and attention and affirmation. Um, And, and so that's, that's been something just really powerful is reading God's word and reading that I am made in the image of God and I am fearfully and wonderfully made for such a time as this, that he has plans to prosper me and not to harm me, plans to give me a hope and a future, that I'm the apple of his eye, that I look upon him and my face is radiant and I am never covered with shame, that I am the light of the world, that I am the city on a hill that cannot be hidden and I am his masterpiece, which he made in Christ Jesus to do good works before time even began. Like it was prepared in advance and to read those are the, that is the voice of God. And to actually believe that that is who I am because that is what God has said of me and getting to learn how to walk that out. It only, it not only like equips my security in the Lord, but it also equips me to love people even even more because I can't contain the truth about who he says we are. That has been a, that has been a a powerful journey um, of just truly resting in who God says that I am and realizing that my worth and my identity is not found in, um, in how, 
how well I live or my performance level or how many accolades I have, but it was already, it was pre-decided before I even got here. You know, I, I know the truth of scripture is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, and it cuts through and divides and discerns the intent of the heart, according to Hebrews. Um, it's sometimes, though, in the Christian faith, we struggle with believing that for ourselves. Like, we can believe that for other people, but we cannot believe it for ourselves sometimes. Did you ever have that experience? Hmm, absolutely. I think um, this is... I, I think this will answer the question um, along with I've absolutely felt that way. Um, but I think something that the Lord has really been teaching me a lot about lately is the power of vulnerability, um, vulnerability with myself and vulnerability with him. And when I am being real about how I'm feeling, whether I'm feeling happy or I'm feeling confused or I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling angry or restless or really excited, no matter where I am, there's a lot of power when I'm, when I'm vulnerable with that and vulnerable with that, with the Lord, because then I'm able to see the depth of how his promise meets me there. Mm -hmm. I think it's easy I think that it's easy to read the word of God and feel as though it doesn't apply to me because sometimes we just, I know that I've come to a place one time where I was so anxious, but I wasn't actually acknowledging with myself and with the Lord of where I was. Instead, I was just saying, do not be anxious about anything. I'm casting my cares on you, God. I know you care for me. Well, well, while those words are true, I wasn't actually being real with where I was in order to realize that he he was meeting me right there. And so that's been something really powerful is like when I'm vulnerable with where I'm at, I'm able to see truly how real the word of God is. And my feelings don't dictate where I go. The, the truth dictates where I go, but my feelings help me. Like they help me see that God truly does meet me there and he, he gets it. And I think that that's just been something really powerful. Um, just to realize that his Every aspect of his truth applies to my life. But when I'm real about my life, I can see how his truth meets me there in a way that I couldn't before. Mm -hmm. You know, the Psalms are amazing, aren't they? Because they have this sort of echo of our own heart. Um, as we read them, you sort of identify immediately with David or um, whoever's writing the Psalm. You start to have this feeling of, wow, like I've been there and that sure captures how I feel today. Have you had yeah. that experience? Oh, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> of course. Well, Being you, human, you experience all of those things. And One of the reasons and, I'm, I'm sort of asking you specific questions about scriptures, because I can tell you're a lover of scripture and you have oh, invested yeah. yourself in it, but that is rare. And so for the parents who are listening, I want you to see the distinction here. And how her life is being filled with joy and light because of what she's ingesting. And our culture is diminishing the importance of scripture and emphasizing the importance of other things to fill our lives with. And so I can mm -hmm. feel and see in you a real time sort of illustration of Psalm 1 where we're seeing you grow and flourish and be alive in your faith, where many young adults are struggling at the same age. And so not to puff you up, but I want to congratulate you and your parents 
for taking such a proactive approach to your faith and your personal relationship with God. It is inspiring. Man, I I love him. <laughs> uh, that that's so encouraging. It's truly it like the grass withers and the flowers fade, but you can insert anything of the world in that statement. Like people's opinions will wither, <laughs> successes will fade, <laughs> your our homes will wither. <laughs> like like that it everything of this world it, it's going to come and it's going to go because it's temporary, but the word of God stands forever. And the word of God is it, like, it truly is his voice. And so by being intentional in my time with him in his word, I can't help but learn to know him better. Yes. Well, we're running low on time and I want to make sure we ask a good question about you in the real time where you're at right now, which is Liberty University. Tell us about your experience there and what you're up to. Yes. So I'm a sophomore at Liberty University and I I love talking to y'all and (laughs) I am am majoring in church ministry with a focus in women's leadership Um, and truly just so thankful for this season of life, learning so much about (laughs) learning so much about the Lord. And I'm at home for Christmas break right now, which is really special. Just getting to be back home with my family um, and getting to travel and speak on weekends. And um, the Lord has blessed me with a really solid community up at Liberty that I get to call my friends. And it is just a really sweet season. That's awesome. Well, I'm not uh, surprised at your major. (laughs) Nor am I. (laughs) (laughs) That seems fitting and appropriate. Uh, We've been talking with Emma Mae Jenkins, who is the author of Be Loved. And Brad, Mm. she has another book that's coming. The 30 Day. Tell us about it. I know about it. I know about it. Can you tell us a little bit, please? Oh, of course. Okay. So the next book, it comes out next spring and it's, and it's titled and all caps you. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's basically a 30 day adventure of finding joy in who God has made you to be. And I really love love my first book because it kind of just invites you into my journey um, and invites you to embrace your personal journey with the Lord, um, with middle school and high school. But then this devotional goes a little deeper, um, topics on the word and, and friendships and comparison and fearing the Lord and so many sweet things. And so, yes, that is a 30 day devotional coming out in the spring. And I am so excited to see what the Lord is going to continue to do. It's another platform. I'm very excited about that book. When I was reading a little bit about that book and and the fact that it was coming, I just kept looking at it going, wait, was this one first? Was this one second? And dug a little deeper. And I think this is a great follow-up to the first book that you have written, Be Loved. So I think that people need to go really quickly right now and purchase them both as a bundle. (laughs) I think that'll be great. We love bundles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Emma, thank you so much for spending time with us today. We're we're so, so grateful that you took time to be with Brilliantly Brave Parenting. Thank you so much. I cannot tell you how sweet this has been for me to get to talk with y'all. Y'all have encouraged me. Oh, well, tell us, tell us real quickly where we can 
find out more about you if our listeners want to follow you or jump into what you're doing? Oh, absolutely. My um, Instagram handle is 1st Corinthians 13 underscore love. My YouTube channel um, is simply my name, Emma May Jenkins, May with an E. And you can order Be Loved on Amazon and go check out a Barnes and Noble near you. I know they're not at every Barnes and Noble, but it may be at the one near you. Um, And don't forget how wonderful you are. Oh, that is so beautiful. I love Instagram. Brad's not an Instagrammer. I I noted right away that was the first she mentioned was Instagram. (laughs) Well, um, thank you. Thank you again so much. We look forward to hearing more from you. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Wow. Like, I don't have another word, but like, wow. It's like bottled sunshine. Indeed. Yeah, little bubbles of light popping up, going around. She is like, I've heard the term bubbly personality before. Didn't really understand what that meant until just now. Brad, she's got the joy, 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 joy down in her <laughs> down heart. Down in her heart, yes. <laughs> but she, I mean, she loves the word of God. Did you hear it just pouring yeah. out of her? I just couldn't run around with enough buckets to catch all the wisdom she has. I, I stopped writing down quotes because she was she was actually like freestyling scripture. Yeah. She went from like the Psalms to like the gospels to the letters of Paul and then back to Deuteronomy. I mean, she was that you don't do that unless you're immersed in scripture. Absolutely. It sounds like her entire life, the scripture has been the foundation for not just her identity, but for her lifestyle, the way that mm-hmm. she chooses to live her life. And so publicly all through high school, <clears throat> being on Instagram, the way that she is so boldly being who she is, regardless of whether anyone else liked it or not. Well, you know, she's on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and YouTube as well. Yes, she is. Yeah. She's all over social media and I know Instagram's your favorite and what you're addicted to, but it is still uh, a powerful medium. <laughs> And I love the way that she sort of described the fact that we all have the same purpose. We all have the same purpose. Our job is to let me get the quote just right. All of us, our purpose is to love Jesus and to love people. But the platform will look different for each of us. That's right. That's why you like Facebook and I like Instagram. Exactly. Because our platforms are completely different. One of the things that I couldn't help but notice um, you know, there there have been some really interesting studies done recently for pastors and parents to pay attention to. One of them is from the Barna Research Group, and it's called Faith for Exiles. And we're going to be talking with David Kinneman in our next uh, interview. But I want to go ahead and insert this right now, because in his book, Faith for Exiles, he talks about this uh, vibrant and resilient 10 percent of our youth who are fully engaged in their faith. Yeah, she's about four million kids. So this young woman (laughs) represents that 10 percent that he's researched. And so I would I would connect the dots between, you know, episode one, one, one and one, one, two, because I think you're going to find sort of the formative truths in the next interview about why MMA is the way she is. And she talks about it like in Deuteronomy. We've had more than one guest this season talk about talking about God, Mm -hmm. talking about the word, speak the word everywhere you go. That should be in your conversation. Everything should be laced with that grace of God. 
Yeah. And so being a part of the Nashville scene uh, for almost two decades, I can tell you that usually when you interview an artist or a band or an author, they're all about promoting that project. I don't think she cares about her book sales. I think she cares about Jesus. Yeah. And so you can tell the authenticity of her motivations and it, it just oozes out of her. So for moms and dads who have kids who are in junior high or high school, I could not endorse a role model model better than this. This this young woman is the real deal. And you you can really confidently take a book like she's written or any of her resources to your children without fear, because what's behind it is real. And a lot of parents who are listening right now are probably wondering, should I let my kid get Instagram? Should I let them have Facebook? Should I let them on social media at all? And I would imagine, we didn't touch on this, but I would imagine that her mom, her parents had those same things too, but they Mm -hmm. were so involved in her Instagramming. They were so involved in encouraging her. Um, If, if you're one of those parents who is wondering, should I do this? I would encourage you to go look at her social media and then guide your child to do things the way she has done because they're pure and she focuses on the word of God. It's a bright light in the Instagram world. Yeah, I there's a couple of intersections here for the season. Uh, Dana Gresh was talking about, you know, when we abandon the scriptures, how the emotional toll hits our kids of depression, loneliness, suicide and how uh, that she called them hockey stick yeah. statistics. This idea that there's this radical shift in the health of our kids emotionally to the point where their anxiety levels are that of the 1950s where you'd be hospitalized, you know, put in an institution. So uh, this is the sort of antidote. Yeah. Like this is okay. So when, when scripture is very much a part of the formative process in our children, this young life erupts from that. To be sure. Yeah. It's pretty beautiful. Well, uh, you guys have been listening to the Brilliantly Brave Parenting Podcast, and uh, we uh, definitely feel anything but brilliant or brave as parents. And it's tongue in cheek. It's not out of confidence that we named it that. It's more out of trust that God would bring the resources and support that we need as parents to raise our children successfully in the faith. So if you find yourself encouraged or... um, empowered by our interviews and the topics that we cover, we would love for you to share us with a friend. Absolutely. And since you're listening right now on your favorite podcast app, go ahead and click in to leave us a great recommendation. And on some cases, five stars, right, Brad, you want five? Five. There's only three on your hat. But five stars, five stars, uh, if you really enjoy this. And then leave us a comment. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you thought about today's episode and be sure you're following us also on Instagram. Of course. And we're on Facebook as well for the older in the crowd. We are. Thanks everybody. God bless you. Goodbye. Be encouraged parents. You are not alone. In Paul's letter to his son in the faith, Timothy, he writes, but I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed. And I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Brilliantly Brave Parenting wants to be an encouragement and support that parents can rely on. Would you consider liking us and sharing us with a friend? As a part of the Tween Gospel Alliance, we are a nonprofit organization dependent on the support of friends like you. 
Thanks for stopping by. We'll be right here next week. 